Welcome to the Same Side Selling Podcast, dedicated to modern sales and marketing, innovation, and leadership. Here's your host, Ian Altman. Hey, it's Ian Altman. I'm joined this week by Ethan Butte, the Chief Evangelist at BombBomb. They're a video marketing platform that really I've seen do some remarkable things with several of my clients. We're going to talk about the biggest misconception when it comes to video communication, how you can become more relatable via video, what constitutes good enough in video, and specific tips on how you can make sure that you come across authentically in video communication with your customers and employees. You're going to learn a ton from Ethan Butte. Ethan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the invite. Excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to learn about all the different cool things and, and the knowledge that you have to share with our audience. Can you start by sharing something surprising about you that our audience may not know? Sure. Um, something that people seem to enjoy talking about. I do too, because it's just such a wonderful time in my life is uh, one of my first jobs out of college was uh, I got a commercial driver license and drove a full-size school bus through more than two dozen cities in about a year's time on behalf of Microsoft. And the crazy thing is, I never watched the Partridge family, but a lot of folks say that it looked like the Partridge family. They ripped all the seats out. It sat 70 kids uh, and turned it into a mobile computer lab and, you know, painted up the outside or it was actually adhesives. But uh, it was just this really crazy, fun, interesting experience to teach people, you know, the office suite. Uh, at the time, everything was run on CD-ROM, so you know the encyclopedia and things like that. Monster truck racing, Magic School Bus was a good kids series. So I just demoed software out of a school bus from Toronto and Detroit and Minneapolis and Chicago down to Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, and really almost everywhere in between. Man, we could have an episode just talking about what you learned on a school bus for years. <laughs> sure. At a minimum, it was how to get from here to there without mobile internet and, and maps and navigation, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I wonder about that with my kids where I'll say to my kids, well, look it up on a map. And they're like, well, what's a map? It's yeah. Like, how do I unfold this thing? Exactly. Exactly. I think that, I think that if, we took, if we took many people today and just unfolded a map and said, here it is, now fold it back up. Three hours later, they'd still be working on it. And there's one guy who would, who would actually go onto YouTube to see how to fold a map. Sure. <laughs> That's the way it would work. So I, I, wanted to, I wanted to have you on to talk about this idea of video communication. What's the greatest misconception or mistake that you see that people have when it comes to video communication? Um, I'll go with two and I'll go through the first one really quickly. The first one is that I need to be a quote unquote video person, right? Like I need to have some kind of big personality and the people that I'm looking at who are doing video, um, you know, have something special or unique or, or whatever about them that allows them to do this. Uh, but that's, that's fixed mindset. Uh, you're just not a quote unquote video person yet. You do not need to be a big personality. It's enough to simply be relatable. If you've ever had someone say yes, whether it's a signed contract or something much lighter weight, if you've ever had someone say yes to you, and if you're listening to a podcast like this, I guarantee you have because you're investing in yourself and learning and growing. You don't get to a podcast like this if you haven't achieved some level of success and looking to keep going. Um, then you are suitable for a video communication style that we're going to be talking about today, which leads me to the second misconception, which is that Video needs to be time-consuming or expensive. It needs lights, equipment, editing, 
uh, polish, gloss, scripting, maybe even casting, etc. cetera. Uh, what I have spent years studying, teaching, and practicing myself is a simpler style that we call relationships through video, which is unscripted, casual, simple, personal. It's all about getting eye-to-eye and face-to-face at scale uh, from the convenience of your safely parked car, never record videos while driving, uh, or from your office or your cubicle or wherever you might be in a coffee shop with your laptop webcam, right? Just talking to people instead of relying exclusively on plain typed out text. So when you think video in a business context, it doesn't have to be the way you think. Yeah. And and it's interesting. One of the things I often tell people is, look, if you have a choice in video of whether the audio is great or the image is great, pick the audio being great because if the image is acceptable and the audio sounds great, people will listen to it. If, if the, if the audio is almost inaudible, it doesn't matter how great the lighting and the setup is. I don't know if, I I mean, obviously you guys have a ton of experience in this. So what do you find? Uh, I agree completely. Um, And I would say that both that what you're offering here lends itself into a good enough conversation. Is this good enough? Like, is this suitably professional? And it's really interesting. I think when people start going down this road and they look at the video, yes, I do agree, by the way, before I move on, audio is more important than video. Uh, But I would also add that, you know, this, this type of video, this asynchronous recorded simple personal video uh, is about eye contact. It's about nonverbal communication. It's about the full range of human expression, the way we've been communicating since we've been on two feet as a species uh, and using today's technology to do that more often uh, and more conveniently. Uh, And so it is important to be able to see you as well, but I, I agree that audio is most important. But you know, this is another misconception is that the good enough threshold is higher than you typically think it is, right? So you're going to, you're going to listen to a podcast like this. You're going to see someone else do it. You're going to hear someone's success story and you're going to set out to do it yourself. And you're a, not going to like the way you look and sound B, you're going to wonder whether it's good enough. Is this good enough? Am I good enough? Did I do this well enough? And the answer is yes. Um, because the point of comparison isn't, is this as good as that guy who's been doing video for 14 years? Or is this as good as that video that had an $8,000 budget? Or is this as good as that Super Bowl commercial I saw? The point of comparison is, is this video communication better than if I typed out approximately the same thing with the same black text on the same white screen that doesn't differentiate me, doesn't build rapport, and doesn't communicate nearly as well as if I just looked someone in the eye and spoke to him or her? The answer is like, yeah, it is good enough because it is a lot better than that in a lot of cases. And so this threshold, and I would say that it's true even on the receiving end as well. I think as long as you're not presenting it as, look, I put days and weeks of my time into this video. How do you like it? And instead, it's just like, hey, I just wanted to say thank you or congratulations, or I've been thinking about you, or I wanted to check in because the last time we spoke, dot, 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 right? When you present it as this replacement for you know, impersonal, dehumanized, faceless digital communication, uh, then it is going to be good enough. And in fact, better than good enough. Well, it, it's interesting. One of the things that I will, uh, I will share with my clients is people will say to me, well, so is it okay to, is it okay to email this to somebody? Is it okay for me to text this? And the, the answer I give people is, look, the best interaction you can have with somebody else is in person, the second best you can have is live video, which is as close to in-person as you can get. And the third best you can get is recorded video. 
Then we get down to, okay, then it's an email, then it's a text. And the reality is that I see that most organizations, and, and I'm guilty of it as well, so much of what we communicate is via text. And of course, you lose the ability to convey tone in text compared to in video, you can convey tone, you can convey sincerity, and people can get a sense of your personality before you actually physically meet. Correct. I mean, the one thing I hear over and over again, and again, I've been doing this for uh, almost a decade uh, in total, and I've worked directly and indirectly with thousands and thousands of people doing this. And one thing I hear over and over is that people feel like they know me before they ever meet me. And uh, in addition to you being able to manage the tone, which is really great, especially in a, you know, a lot of people overlook the opportunity to use video for things like breaking bad news and making an apology, but it is wonderful for that. The asynchronicity is actually a benefit to breaking bad news. And there's some psychology uh, in the book that I wrote around that, that we don't need to get into the detail on now. But not only are you able to manage the tone on your side, but when you type out a message and send it to someone, you're giving away complete control over how your typed out words are sent. So not only do you get to manage that, that tone on your side and, and then all the nonverbal, but if you sent that same message as text, it depends uh, how someone reads it depends on what side of the bed they woke up on, or did they just realize that they missed quota, or did a big opportunity fall through, or did a big opportunity come through, or did they just get a big public recognition and a pat on the back and, a, and an attaboy or girl, uh, you know, to celebrate a success they had. The way your message is read on the other side as text is completely, you give away all control over it and it depends on how someone, uh, the state of mind that they're in at the time. Sure. What, what are the three biggest ways that you see people using the technology in BombBomb and this idea of personalized individual videos is the way that I kind of see it. You probably define it more eloquently than that. Sure. No, no, no. I mean, you got it. I I call it simple personal video. I try to kind of capture some of the elements of it. Um, You know, and and to be clear, before I get into three use cases for you uh, and and the folks listening, um, it doesn't just have to be truly personal one-to-one. You can do one-to-three or one-to-ten or one-to-twenty, or you can make a video once and use it over and over and over again as that specific opportunity arises. Uh, Think of that as training or onboarding or, you know, if your sales process involves a massive amount of scale, you might use your first video touches, what I call an evergreen or, you know, record it once, use it over and over. And then you use the video analytics to decide, oh, These are the, you know, 62% of people who actually watch the video. Let me follow up with, you know, my more personal cadence from there. So a few key use cases. One is, you know, that cold prospecting initial introduction, again, to separate yourself. And this might come um, either paired with a phone call. And we've seen a lot of great success in setting appointments when you pair the No one answers the phone anymore, so I'll call it a voicemail. When you pair the voicemail with a video email and you refer to one and the other in each of the other channels, it like kind of brings that to life and significantly increases the odds that they're going to reply to you. So initial touch, that cold prospecting, I want to put a face with the name. I want to, you know, let you know I'm not just an email signature and this isn't just some random stuff I'm shooting out at everybody. I actually have an opportunity and an interest in you and what you're doing. Um, So that one, and then what ended up invariably 
happens is you have responsive and non-responsive leads. Uh, and so those are in various stages of development. And so checking back in on those opportunities and trying to create engagement there and ultimately get to a yes or a no so you can stop wasting your time on maybes. Um, you know, you got to give them their due time, but you know, you, you want to work to get there. And so using video, if you haven't been truly one-to-one personal in some situation and you have these folks that have been responsive, right? They replied or they filled out a form or they returned a phone call or they returned your text or whatever, but it hasn't fully materialized to a set appointment or a closed deal or whatever the steps are along your process. And then there are the unresponsive who uh, truly haven't responded to anything. This idea that you can separate yourself and bring yourself to life, um, create some engagement there. And then I'll speak now to the, the, the leaders and the managers, um, and I, I already mentioned one. It's, you know, the reason people leave, you know why people leave. It's because they don't feel supported. They don't feel like they're uh, in, that, that the company is invested in them, that they're learning or growing, that there are opportunities for growth, that they're recognized and all these other things, right? And so, you know, if you have a really good base pay and commission structure and they're earning a lot of money, you, you can, you know, string that along longer, even in a dissatisfied situation. But I'll tell you what, as a leader, if you take 10 minutes one morning, two mornings, three mornings a week to reach out and pat people on the back or to light a fire under people who need a little bit of motivation or just to let someone know that you've been thinking about them. It goes a long, long way. This is the type of engagement that is missed when, you know, especially if your people are out in the field. It's different if you have an exclusively an inside sales team and they're all right there and you do a morning huddle and you can, you know, you have eye contact and face communication and one-on-ones in person, you know, on a very, very regular basis. It's a completely different thing if people are a bit scattered or you travel a lot and you're not around a lot. And so this idea of taking a minute out of your day to let someone you know, know that you recognize and appreciate their effort or their achievement or you're sorry to hear about their grandmother or you're excited to hear that they're son just made captain of the soccer team or whatever the case may be, these little things go a long, long way to uh, creating engagement and to letting people know that they are part of an organization that is invested in them wholly. Yeah. One of the, one of the most fascinating applications that I saw of BombBomb and, and the specific technology that, that you guys create is I've been doing a lot of work with, with folks in the wealth advisory space. And one of the applications is a short video that these that th- this group sends out to potential clients when they're coming in. So when they have a prospect who's coming in for a meeting, they'll send a note that says, "Hey, Ethan, it's Ian. Looking forward to our meeting tomorrow. Just want to give you a drop a quick note to let you know what to expect tomorrow. So when you come in, this is the office we're going to be meeting in. Um, we'll make sure that we do this and that. Please remember to bring these things. Here's where parking is. If you have any questions, just." You know, drop me a note, but this way you know what I look like and look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And what they found is a dramatic uptick in the number of people who showed up for scheduled meetings versus people who were no-shows just by having that short video that's 20 seconds in advance of the meeting. Yeah, that's another excellent use case before the meeting and after the meeting. And there's another benefit to the before the meeting. In addition to uh, dramatically increasing show rates, whether it's an online live, you know, synchronous video demo or, or appointment or whether it's truly in person, we've seen that in a number of settings. Uh, in addition, the other thing that it does is that it creates that, you know, again, feel like I know you before I ever meet you. Like in the case that you haven't met this client yet, it was maybe a personal referral or you connected online or, you know, they got your newsletter and engaged with you or whatever the case may be. 
that the conversation starts in a different place as well. We move past that kind of generic, how's the weather question where we feel each other out. It's interesting because you haven't met those people either, but they feel like they've met you. They feel like they know you. And so they approach you in a different way. And it's just a warmer, faster get go uh, from the beginning. And then after the appointment, especially if you're in a competitive situation, um, not necessarily in a wealth management, although people may be interviewing you as a, as a wealth manager, um, but in any competitive situation, after the meeting is also very, very critical because it gives you, especially, uh, you don't know necessarily what order, you know, if they're, if they're trying out three different people um, or they're demo, demoing three different pieces of software or three different services or whatever the case may be, you don't know what order necessarily you're in. And so this chance to follow up after the meeting and say, um, and I'll say wealth advisor here, hey, Bob and Mary Lou, I just want to thank you so much again for coming in. When you told me that your goal was to X, it immediately gave me all those ideas. We talked through a handful of them. And I remember you told me you're really concerned about or thinking about this other thing. I just want to overcome objection again, right? You know, and so this idea to speak specifically, because now that you've had that conversation, you can speak much more specifically about what excites them, what concerns them in their path forward. And so uh, being able to kind of close that loop a little bit and have the last say, even in a competitive situation is a really, really winning play. On October 15th in the Washington, D.C. area, I'll be offering a same-side selling immersion program open to a maximum of six companies. If you'd like to learn more about it, visit ianaltman.com and you'll see a link on the homepage. Absolutely. And, and what I love is that what you're highlighting is you're not giving them a commercial after the, after the fact. Instead, what you're doing is making it clear to them that you heard them. It's personalized. It's all about them. And it's, hey, it was, it was great to hear about this, to learn about this. I'm glad we had a chance to discuss these items. And, gee, it, if, if tomorrow you have additional questions, by all means, reach out. Well, the thing is that if they meet with three different vendors, it doesn't matter what industry it is, and you do that and your competitors don't, then I'll leave it to our audience to conclude who they're going to be most comfortable working with. I mean, it's, yeah. not, it's not rocket science. It's, I've got a son who, who's studying aerospace engineering, so I have to be careful about saying it's not rocket science because in his case it is. But, yeah. the, but the idea of just making it so people say, wow, they get me, uh, is just such a valuable mechanism. And it's something that I think can be easily overlooked. Yeah, and, and I want to tap into a key phrase that you just used that taps into really the spirit behind same-side selling, and which I think is an argument for a better way to live and work, just like mixing in some simple personal videos, right? It's just the right way to approach it with integrity and through relationship. And so you said that uh, letting them know that you heard them or that that they've been heard, right? And that's this goes really deep and it might start to feel or sound a little bit soft, but that is all any of us wants. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to be felt and we want to be understood as humans. And yeah. so if you, as a, uh, as a salesperson and a trusted advisor and a service provider, um, you also want that for yourself. And so that, you know, using video allows you to be seen and heard much more effectively than relying on faceless digital communication exclusively. And I say that because you don't have to send video all the time. There's no uh, suggestion that that is the case. So I, I want to, you know, it's knock that down because we haven't said that explicitly yet in the conversation. There are places for typed out text, but 
you need and want that as a professional. But in addition, that is how you build relationship with the people that you seek to serve. And that is all they want as human beings is to be seen, heard, felt, and understood. So when you can look them in the eye through the camera lens, when you can't be there in person, when you can't get on an async, when you can't get on a synchronous video because Thursday at two no longer works for me. No, I can't do four. How about next Tuesday and all that back and forth about synchronicity? Um, this is the third best thing as you broke down earlier, to look them in the eye and just to speak to them about what you know, what you think, what you discovered, uh, and, and what you prescribe and, and to help walk them forward, but in a way that's complete, completely aligned with their needs and wants and acknowledges them as human beings in need of help. That's great. Now, Ethan, what, what are two or three tips you can give people? So someone listening right now says, yeah, you know what? Uh, uh, I, I agree with what they're saying. This guy, Ethan, he's all right. <laughs> now, I'm going to start doing some video. What are the two or three tips that you would give people to help them ensure that they're going to be successful out of the shoot? Sure. Uh, a few really, really easy ones. One, I already said it, eye contact. Look the camera in the lens. You don't have to stare it down, but this is all about eye contact. There's so much human connection through the eyes that when you look away too often, uh, you're breaking that eye contact. So if you and I were having coffee or lunch together, we would make a lot of eye contact. I wouldn't stare you down with big eyes and like make you feel uncomfortable. That would be weird. Uh, but we make regular eye contact and that's how we connect. Um, if you can step back away from the camera, this gives you a little bit more of your, A, you're going to like the shot better. A lot of people uh, sit too close to the camera and they're like, ah, oh, it makes me look like I have this big old head. Um, step back a little bit. If you can use your upper body and even your hands, that allows you to be more expressive there's a lot of trust that's built uh, when people can see our hands and it allows us to communicate more effectively. Um, practice. I mean, this is like a foreign language or a musical instrument or a new sport or a new hobby. You're not just going to pick up the saxophone and be able to crush it, right? It takes a little bit of practice. If you've never done this before, it's going to take you a little, uh, a handful of reps to get comfortable. And so I'll fold that into another tip, which is as, when I say practice, I don't mean practice like you're recording a video. I mean actually record the video. I don't mean record the video and don't send it. I actually mean record the video and send it. And I promise you that your eighth video is going to be better than your third. And by the time you send eight or ten videos, you're going to get at least one or two replies that lets you know that this is different. It's going to say oh my gosh, thank you so much for taking the time to record that video. Which, by the way, let's just say it was a customer inquiry. Um, someone asks you a question and you know it's going to take you three or four paragraphs to respond to. If you just hit record and explain it to someone, A, they're going to understand it much more effectively. B, you're going to come across as a, uh, as a trusted advisor much more than just typing it out. Uh, and C, you're going to save yourself some time because we all talk faster than we type. Uh, and so it just has so many of these layered benefits. And so as you're practicing, record it and actually send it. Uh, don't use a script. Strongly advise against using a script. It breaks eye contact and makes you feel robotic. You are a highly competent professional. You are fully capable of explaining something to someone or making a pitch. You do it all the time without being in your own head about it. So those are just a handful. Uh, Ethan, uh, one suggestion I have for people, and you have opportunity for rebuttal on this, is while I agree that people should not script things out, it's a good idea to jot down either on a post-it or for yourself, here are the three key points I want to cover 
on this short video or here are the points I want to make. So that way you're not scattered. You're not searching for, for your ideas, but instead that you know specifically what the intent is of the message you're delivering. A hundred percent. I do agree completely. You should know where you're going. It's like when you leave a voicemail, you know who you called, you know why you called, you know what you need to communicate and you know what the call to action is. It's the same thing here. And to your point of having multiple points, one, if you forget one, you can include it in the text down below. By the way, you don't need to re-record a two and a half minute video for, uh, you know, unique to one person just because you forgot one detail. But to your point, if you have a sense of where you're going uh, and you do have, let's say you have four points or five points, I do like the idea of jotting them down on a list. And I, I prefer strongly the idea that you include it in the video itself. Like, hey, uh, you know, hey, team. Or, hey, everyone involved in this transaction. Or, hey, Jeff, right? Hey, I've got four things I want to share with you here. And when you hold it up and show that you have this list, it gives you permission to look away. So you don't have to act as if. This is the freeing thing about this style of video. It's also the most challenging thing about it because you are being vulnerable when you strip away all this acting as if. We dress ourselves up. We act as if. We build up our profile. We exaggerate our accomplishments and all this other foolishness that makes us, you know, feel like we're hiding our real selves. And so same thing with your list of bullet points. It is not a weakness not to be able to memorize exactly everything you need to say. So when you show this bullet point list off the top of the video, it gives you permission to refer back to it and break that eye contact with the camera to refer to the point. So I do agree with you completely. You do need to know where you're going. You don't just completely wing it every time. Um, uh, that, that would be foolish, just like we don't wing most of our activities completely, uh, but it shouldn't be all buttoned up and don't worry about the exact right words in the exact right order. Yeah, I, I think that when I, when I look back, I've got, you know, my YouTube channel is filled with videos. And certainly, I like the first one that I ever did way less than I like the most recent ones. And it's just, you get more comfortable with the camera. There's, you know, in, in my, in my um, home office, which is where I do most of my work, I have three different scenes, if you will. So I have a green screen, I have a step and repeat. And then I have another is just kind of a desk setting that I can use wherever the, wherever the, the, um, whatever the situation calls for. And because I do a lot of video uh, right now, you and I are having this conversation recording primarily for the podcast and audio. So I don't have all my lighting set up, but I've got, you know, all this lighting that's actually wall mounted. That's very specific for it. The beauty is that with today's cameras, Right now, I'm just using the light that's coming in from the window, and you and I can see each other just fine. And this would be perfectly adequate for a quick note, a quick video to send to a client or a team member. And it doesn't need to be that well produced. Now, if I'm sending something to a speaker bureau who I anticipate is then going to be sending it on to their client about a speaking engagement, well, I usually dress like I would if I was at their engagement. And I'm usually in a scene that is an office scene that is, uh, that is intentionally designed to have a certain look to it. And I just think that the, the message might be, and you may agree or disagree, that you can have different scenes given the nature of the type of video that you're going to be sending. 
Uh, I think that is true. I do like, especially if you're communicating with a database at large, right? So a financial advisor, in addition to doing some of this one-on-one or small group uh, messaging, you know, you're also going to do a weekly or monthly market update or something like that. And in that case, I do, you know, if you're sending videos to the same community on a repeated basis, I do like the idea of mixing up your backgrounds and things. You know, you've identified some specific use cases for yourself and have specific uh, uh, scenarios for those. I'm standing in my office under fluorescent lights. I have no special equipment. I do have a nicer microphone because I guest and host on podcasts. And so, sure. you know, I, I upgraded this microphone, but I'm going to turn that into a lesson two and a question for you, Ian, which is of the equipment that's in the room that you're sitting in right now, how long have you been doing video? Um, a couple of years. Okay. How much of the equipment that you have in the room that you're sitting in right now, did you own 30 months ago? Um, probably none of it. Right. So that's, I mean, that's another misconception is I need to nail all this down before I get going. You are a great example that this whole journey is an iterative process. If you've never done any video at all, but you want to start doing really nice videos like you do, Ian, um, you know, you know, with, with some lighting and some production and, and some, some level of intention that isn't this casual unscripted style, starting with this casual unscripted style is going to kind of teach you some of what you need to know. And you're going to say, gosh, you know, I've been doing video for about a month now and I've sent 24 of these videos and I, I wish I could fill in the blank, right? That's when you look to add another light to the side of your desk, or that's when you look to upgrade your webcam, or that's when you look to maybe shop around or ask a couple buddies who are doing video, what kind of microphones they're using and why, right? Create the problem before you seek the solution. And you create the problem by going down this iterative process, by going on the journey that is going to teach you what this looks like for you. So you, Ian, have solved some of your own problems, problems you didn't even know you had because you hadn't created them yet. You hadn't gone down that road. And so I think so many people stop this video journey before they ever start in earnest because they're creating problems in their head that they don't actually yet have. Yeah, and, and there's there's so many great resources out there. When when it came to lighting, I, I thought to myself, man, I have no, no idea how to light this. And, you know, a quick Google search and you figure out, oh, here's the right way to light stuff if you're looking for a green screen. If you're, and it's funny because people will say, oh, you must have invested in a fortune. You know, I have, I have a digital SLR for high production video. Otherwise, it's just a Logitech webcam that was not a, big ticket item you know it's an hd webcam in terms of lighting i bought led lighting because i didn't want the room to get hot when i'm doing big production runs because there are days where i'll record a dozen different videos for our same side selling academy and we don't deploy them all at once but if i'm doing that i want to make sure the room is going to be cool and you know they're they're wall mounted on these little boom arms but guess what I spent hundreds of dollars on equipment, not thousands of dollars on equipment. And I know people who do a phenomenal job with a $100 webcam. And candidly, the light that comes off their screen is enough to light it because with today's technology, the video quality is great without a lot of fancy lighting. 
Correct. Uh, and, and to your point, it is all of it is a lot easier and more approachable. You can get a three light setup uh, from Amazon for 150 bucks. Is the $600 setup better? Yeah, probably. It probably allows you to control color temperature and uh, and how much light it's producing on a scale of one to 100. And so you can really finesse it and control it. But the fact of the matter is, if you're sitting on the sidelines right now, you don't need to worry about color temperature. You do not need to worry about whether your, you know, the, the LEDs are putting out 60% of their, their available light or 90%. None of that stuff matters. It's just so much detail. And so one of, another thing I love about this simple, casual style of video is that it is a great way to start. Uh, it's a great way to get comfortable. And, um, and to your point of batching, which I think is really smart, batching activity in general is uh, typically an, an efficient approach. So by that, I mean, okay, I, I know I... I know I'm going to set up because I have to get these two videos done in the next three days. You know, let's say for your academy. Well, I also have these, a pretty good outline for these three other ones. Let me knock them all out at once. Exactly. Even though some of them are just going to sit on a hard drive and not get edited till later. Same thing with this style of video. That's why I advocate time blocking 10 or 15 or 30 minutes, one or two or three mornings a week, because by the time you get that rhythm going, you're going to start thinking of other people that you need to reach out to, to say thank you. Uh, or check in with, or you're going to remember, oh yeah, I haven't heard, I haven't connected with that guy or gosh, you know, uh, I, I collected uh, four or five of those business cards at that event uh, last week. Maybe I should reach back out to those people and make sure they have that, their, uh, make sure they have my contact information and that they remember who I am, right? All these little easy things you can do once you start that kind of downhill motion of like, now I'm just moving. Now it's just kind of happening. Um, it just builds momentum and builds confidence, uh, again, simple formula, practice builds confidence, confidence builds success. Um, and it's the same thing here as in kind of again, anything else that you want to be successful at. Brilliant insight. Hey, Ethan, what's the best way for people to connect with you and learn more about what you guys are doing? Sure. Thank you for asking. Again, my name is Ethan Butte. It's E-T-H-A-N. Last name is Butte, B-E-U-T-E. I'm on all the social networks. LinkedIn is a great place to start. You can email me, Ethan, E-T-H-A-N, at bombbomb.com. Uh, the company I work with is called BombBomb. We're on all the social networks by our name. It's just the word bomb twice, B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B. And uh, the book that I co-authored with our chief marketing officer, Steve Passanelli, is all about these themes. It's called Rehumanize Your Business. Subtitle is How Personal Videos Accelerate Sales and Improve Customer Experience. And it, of course, you can find that in Amazon, but if you want to learn about it first, you can check out bombbomb, B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B dot com forward slash book. Perfect. And we will have all that in the show notes. So Ethan, thanks so much for sharing your wisdom on this. I think it's really giving people a lot to think about. And as my friend Brian Fanzo says, people just need to click the darn button and start recording. Awesome. The record button and the send button. Don't record it and not send it. Thank you so much, Ian. I really uh, appreciate you being uh, a leader and a visionary and using video to uh, build relationships with folks. Great. Thanks, Ethan. Here's a quick 30-second recap of the key information I think you can use and apply to your business right away. First, make sure that you come across as relatable. And those three keys that Ethan talked about, meaning eye contact, stepping back from the camera to make sure that your hands come into play, and practice are keys. And remember, practice and send don't just practice. Remember that idea of sending a video before and after a meeting to help you stand out. And ultimately, this is a tool you can use for employees and people you care about, not just your customers. 
Remember, this show gets the direction from you, the listener. If there's a topic you think I should cover or a guest I should have on the show, just drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com. Have an amazing week, add value, and grow revenue in a way everybody can embrace, especially your customer. <laughs>